0: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the fourth and final episode in this short series we put together exploring tax issues and opportunities specifically for technology companies. My name is Tim Larson, and I'm a tax partner out of Cherry Beckert's Austin office. Here with me today are two members of our credit and incentives team, Melinda Young and Nick Cusino. Melinda, Nick, welcome.
1: Glad to be here.
2: Yeah, happy to be here.
0: So I want to start today's conversation by acknowledging that the research and development credit is probably the most common credit that technology companies take advantage of. And we have a bunch of content published that listeners can learn more on if they'd like to. But today, I thought we could dive into some other credits and incentives that tech companies may not be as aware of.
1: Yes, there are so many nuanced areas of state credits and incentives. For tech companies in particular, it could get a little tricky since oftentimes, there's relatively little property involved. But the first credit that comes to mind for a tech company is the location-based job tax credit. Many states offer a job tax credit for company adding new employees to their workforce. Just to give you an example, Georgia offers a credit up to $4,000 per job for a five-year period. So that will be a total of $20,000 if you create the job and maintain them. Depending on the company location, the credit can also be used to offset the company's income tax liability first, and then any access credit they have can be used to offset their payroll withholding tax. If you think about that, essentially, that is like cash to the company. Another great state is South Carolina also offer a similar credit to Georgia. You can actually earn up to $125,000 per job over a five-year period if you are located in more distressed area in the state. Currently, there are 12 counties that would qualify for the Jumbo tax credit, Charity County being one of the new counties added to the list in
0: 2022. $125,000 per job. Wow. I I don't know too many companies that would pass up free cash. That is an amazing benefit for the company. I mean, it could help them hire and retain good employees. Uh, Question, though, can companies qualify for these credits if they already hired the employees?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, these job tax credits are statutory in nature, and they can be applied on a retroactive basis. So, if you meet the statutory requirements, such as the number of jobs created and the average wage paid, uh, you will qualify for the credit. On a prospective basis, um, if you're adding more than 25 jobs at a single location, we can also look at potential tax incentives that we can negotiate with the state and local governments. Um, Since the pandemic, states have been focusing on providing incentives for job retention and job creation specifically. For example, states uh, like California, Texas are offered training grants to help companies upskill their employees.
0: You know, it's no secret that the labor shortage is a huge issue right now, and there's too many open positions and not enough workers. I mean, we're experiencing that ourselves. It really is great to see that the states are providing training grants to incentivize companies to maintain their workforce. I'm curious, though, are there any other credits available for job retention?
1: Another great opportunity is the Disaster Employee Retention Credit. Please don't confuse this credit with the Payroll Employee Retention Credit. The Disaster Credit is actually taken against your federal income tax. It's a general business term credit We put it on your Form 3800. And the credit is available when companies were affected by a natural disaster and continue to pay their employees when they became inoperable. If you think about the term inoperability, it's really vaguely defined by the IRS. So we'll look at direct and indirect factors such as supply chain interruption, any decrease in employee attendance, or any financial community impact to determine companies' eligibility.
0: So... Follow-up question, I guess, what type of natural disasters are we talking about here? Hurricanes? Wildfires?
1: Exactly. Any major disaster declared by the president where individual assistance are offered will qualify for the credit. And normally, these qualified disaster areas are designated on a county-by-county basis. To give you some example, in 2019, there are 15 qualified disasters across 10 states, and in 2020, there are 20 disasters across 12 states. The most notable disaster in 2020 were the tornadoes in South Carolina and also in Tennessee and also the hurricane that swept through Louisiana, Alabama, and Mississippi. And these credits are based on wages paid to the employee during the qualified disaster period. And the employee could be working, not working, or working at a different location to qualify for the credit.
0: This disaster credit seems like a fantastic opportunity for technology companies since most employees are salary based and they can work at a different location during these disasters. So 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 far we've talked a lot about employee related credits. Are there any other credits available for technology companies?
1: Sure, many tech companies only operate data centers. And about 20-30 state offer tax incentives for data centers. They could either be property tax abatement, sales tax exemptions or even income tax credit on data center equipments. Even the electricity used by the data center may qualify for a sales tax exemption in a number of states, such as Texas, the Carolinas. An application must be filed for these incentives. The investment requirement may vary by state. Georgia require $15 million investment to qualify, whereas Texas may require $200 million investment in creating 20 jobs. We can help these companies navigate through the application in the approval process. That's just one example. Another example, other than a data center opportunity, is that many states offer angel investor credit that is commonly seen in the tech industry. I will let Nick talk more about that.
2: Yeah, great. Thanks, Belinda. So 29 states offer angel investor style credits and or incentives. Um, so the purpose of this credit is usually to encourage individuals to invest in startups that need capital to grow in exchange for a credit against the investors, the angel investors' income tax. Um, so usually the credit is calculated as a percentage of the individual investors' uh, investment in the company. Um, we recently had an opportunity to assist a client who is interested in uh, um, investing in a Connecticut cannabis company. Um, and. Connecticut is offering an angel angel investors in cannabis companies a 40% tax credit on their investment. Um, something to keep in mind, though, is it needs to be a good investment opportunity overall. Uh, it can't just be you're your investing simply for the tax credit. Um, another thing to keep in mind with angel investor tax credits is there are potential clawbacks um, when you sell your investment later on. Um, some states have a, a clawback where you need to, you may need to, Repay or pay taxes on that, so just something to keep in mind,
0: you know, just listening to this, both of you speak, melinda and Nick it, it I'm just it never ceases to amaze me how many opportunities there are that uh, I've been a tax partner for, for in you know working for thirty years, and I still learn about new credits and incentives and opportunities that uh, that uh, you guys you know, bring up. So I want to just thank you both so much for joining us, sharing your insights. For all of you listening, thank you for tuning in. Our team will be glad to answer any questions you may have about credits and incentives for your technology company. We'll be certain to include Nick and Melinda's contact information in the episode description. And please be sure to check out our other podcast episodes for the technology industry, wherever you listen. Thanks everyone and have a great day.